What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, we had one game last night. ALCS, Game 3, Red Sox beating up on the Astros. That's precisely what happened. 12-3 to was the final score in Boston. Red Sox were locked in from the beginning. And it was just one of those days. You know, hits up and down the lineup. Home runs. A grand slam. Yet another grand slam. The Red Sox, third grand slam. In the last two days, this time it was Kyle Schwarber doing it. Arroyo went deep, J.D. Martinez went deep, Rafael Devers went deep. The runs that the Astros scored came off a three-run shot by Kyle Tucker. But besides that, Eduardo Rodriguez and the Boston Red Sox pitching staff were very good. Erod, six innings with three earned runs, seven, seven strikeouts, and then you know three shutout innings from the bullpen. The Astros don't have pitching. Ladies and gentlemen, that is that is what we're seeing. And we we all kind of saw this coming as soon as Lance McCullers was ruled out for the ALCS. We knew that this was going to be a very offense-oriented series, and it has been. It has been. But yesterday, the wheels just fell off for the Astros pitching. They have not had their, their pitchers being able to get out of the early innings in any game yet. Rikidi only went one and two-thirds yesterday. He gave up five earned in those in those innings it's just been rough I think I saw something where it said their starters have like a 20 ERA so far this series obviously you you can't you can't put that much pressure on your offense you need to put up some zeros on the board they're just very shorthanded right now and their bullpen has been very taxed we're gonna see Zach Greinke on the mound tonight for Houston he hasn't pitched in a month, so who knows how deep he can go into this game. What the Astros really need is a starter who can go deep into the game, but they don't have any of that. They don't have that luxury, so it's going to be all hands on deck for them, and they're they're going to need the bats to be to <laughs> to be, be big time here and bail them out. Nick Pavetta will go for Boston tonight, and he looks to continue what's been a strong postseason, but yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of, who can hit the most right now? It's not pitching is not really gonna do it, in my opinion. It's who can hit the most. And yeah, the Red Sox definitely are feeling some of that home magic at Fenway. The momentum seems to have shifted in their favor, but of course anything can happen. It's still early in the series. A win tonight for Houston would tie things right back up. So we'll see what happens there. And as for the Braves and Dodgers, they will resume things today out in LA. It's a key game, obviously. Because Atlanta's up 2-0. LA is going to try to avoid getting in a 3-0 hole. You know, I don't... Honestly, I don't really like using the word must-win game. I don't think it's a must-win game. The only must-win games are elimination games. So it's not a must-win game for LA. But it would be in their best interest to do so. Because going down 3-0 puts them in quite a hole. Because this is baseball, right? And we've seen 3-0 deficits be erased, be overcome before. It's rare, but it happens sometimes. And we're also talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers, which have just an immense amount of talent. You know, at least probably the most talented team we've seen in like a decade. So that's why I don't think there's any such thing as a must-win game. But obviously, they want to get on the right track. They're back at home, and I would say the odds are in their favor for that reason. But Charlie Morton, Walker Bueller will be a good matchup for us to see today. In other news around the league, big news coming out of New York that... Aaron Boone will be returning to the Yankees on a three-year deal. 
this came as a bit of a surprise to some people, and it seems like it was a bit of a surprise to Yankees fans because they want some kind of change. But it's clear that the organization does not want to change their manager. I mean, a three-year deal, that's a vote of confidence. And Aaron Boone, I mean, he, he received a lot of criticism, I think, is that is fair. I think the biggest criticism I've seen of him is that he doesn't, I, I don't want to say he, he doesn't, he, he lets a lot of things slide, right? He lets a lot of things slide in the clubhouse. And, you know, the the clubhouse doesn't really seem like the kind of place. I don't want to say it's lacking intensity or focus, but it seems like when the Yankees are struggling, when they're not winning games, people don't, at least on the outside, because we don't really know. None of us are actually on the team. So we, you always have to take this with a grain of salt. But from the outside looking in, it seems like the Yankees just, you know, go about their business. They, they're not, they don't really seem to have any sense of urgency. But... How can I really say that with, with any certainty if I'm not part of the team? I can't. I can't. But that's that. That's the the general consensus among the fan base. Who really knows except for the people in that organization? I guess that's why they're bringing him back on a three-year deal. In my opinion, the Yankees need better direction from upstairs, which is their ownership group. Ever since Hal Steinbrenner took over the team from his, his father, his late father who passed away, this team has shown quite a reluctance to go out there and make the big splash. This is what the Yankees used to be known for. They're the evil empire who didn't really care about spending money. They would go out and do whatever it took to acquire the best names on the market for whatever cost. They've only really done that once, and that was for Garrett Cole a couple off-seasons ago. Since then, they have been very reluctant to exceed the luxury tax. And Why would you care about the luxury tax if you're the New York Yankees? Explain that one to me. So the Yankees are going to need to do that. They're going to need to do that if they want to go and compete. I mean, they also mentioned today that shortstop is an area of need for them. So that's that's not a good sign for Glaber Torres, obviously. Shortstop, I mean, if, if that's a hole for them, that means that they don't see him as their starting shortstop moving forward. He did get moved back to second base towards the end of the season as he was struggling. But there are a bunch of shortstops on the market this winter that they can go out and get. Will the Yankees actually break over the bank and go out and sign a guy like a Corey Seager or a Carlos Correa? Who knows? Who knows? But that's something that wouldn't have even been a question when George Steinbrenner was the owner. They, it would have just been, okay, whatever. Yeah, they're going to do it. It's, it's a matter of how much money they're going to give the guy. But now it's like, oh, we don't know if the Yankees are going to open up the open up their purses. So I think that's the issue that's been plaguing New York. I mean... And also some bad luck in the postseason, obviously. They ran into some into an Astros team that, that obviously was cheating a few years ago. So and a Red Sox team that was cheating a couple years ago as well. Let me say, Astros and Red Sox teams that were confirmed to be cheating, because there's speculation that other teams were doing it too, but we don't have any confirmation of that. So that's just me putting a disclaimer out there. But it is what it is. That's the news coming out of New York. I would say we'll see a lot more this winter as, you know, when we get into actual the hot stove season of free agency, we'll see more moves. But that is what we have for today. Two games, NLCS and ALCS. Enjoy them. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.